to another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. I'm going to tell you from now, the wind is like going crazy. And I think there's a storm to the side of us. It's kind of cloudy over there. And it's just a lot of wind. So I don't know how good the sound is going to be. This is kind of taking my concentration away from really focusing on the words. But I'm going to put that on my mind. If I do feel, feel a few drops, I will abandon the mission for now and continue on a recorded session or maybe a live show later on. It is Saturday and there are no uh, morning shows today, but I like to have a morning show replacement sometime because you get into the groove and you can't leave it. But I am gonna continue on and um, regardless, I know you do hear my words and I like it where it's a little more quiet because this wind is really, really loud. Um, and I know it's picking up on the mic. Anyway, um, I hope this video reaches you in the best of health, tranquility, peace of mind, instability and success not in the engineered system of man that a lot of us say we want to be out of but don't really want to be out of but in the system of nature where there's total balance peace love and and peace of mind and that's what I'm striving for so much these days and I want to tell you uh, the last few days since being very successful and in independently broadcasting live from uh, my platform landscurve.com not needing YouTube anymore, um, not because of sour grapes, because of the ban, but I kind of flexed my muscle by putting up a video that I knew was going to get me banned, and I didn't care. Um, it's almost like when you have that abusive husband, he beats you, uh, uh, treats you bad, brings you home STDs, makes babies on you, you know, emotionally abuses you, embarrasses you, degrades you. And it comes a point where you say, you know what, I'm done. And you're really done. And you're not really, I'm just checking the time, and you're not really, um, you're not really <laughs> concerned about it. You know you might not have an income, you know you might not know where you're gonna get your next meal, you might not know where you're gonna lay your head, but you're done, you're finished, you're through. You know that there's so much more to life than just being with that particular man, you as a woman, that's so, so abusive. But you forge forward. And you look back over time and you say, you know what? I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I made this move. I didn't know where I was going to go, but I'm glad. Now, for me, it wasn't a thing where I didn't know where I was going to go. For years, I've been working on the website. I've been doing little tests and doing little things, calibrations to see if I can truly fly independent, even though I know most people are not going to really like click buttons and go. A lot of folks are absent-minded, they're not thinking, so you're going to lose a lot of people, but that's okay. When you build up something new for the future that is void of all of the past demons and hang-ups and the old, you want to move into the new that is completely independent, that is such a feeling. And I know that this is not the beginning of the year, technically, folks say it's the beginning of March. I understand that, but like I say, every day for me is the beginning, the first day of the rest of my life, and that's a new beginning every single day. So don't get caught up in those things and then what? You know, um, you're supposed to always have it in your mind where this is a new start, regardless as to what happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, what happened yesterday, even if what something happened in the same day this morning. You can't care about that. Once it's the past, it's done. It's finished, finito, done. So you can't walk with the, that baggage of the past on you and that's something I refuse to do in creating so much more new content and starting all over again, totally empowered, not afraid of censorship or cancel culture, not held down to 
what someone else or some other platform dictates to me. I've been talking that a whole lot, and I will do so for the next few, several videos and whatnot. But once, just like that woman who made up her mind to leave that abusive man, once I truly detach myself from the rigors of social media, meaning that it snatches your soul. I can say that it really didn't snatch mine, but it tugged on it. Meaning that there are things you have to keep up doing. There are wheels that you have to keep turning. There are hoops that you have to, of distribution that you have to jump through. And when you realize someone else is pulling those strings and hampering you or holding you back, you're like, okay, let me get out of this. Let me come fresh and anew. It's a big planet out here. It's a big, it's a big cyberspace out here. Once I really made up my mind that I'm done, although I'm going to continue, but there's a part of me that's done. I felt so relieved and to know my name not because of me but my name being the platform the address and how you find me is something that can never be taken back that is in the minds and hearts and souls of all those who have vibed with me for the last 21 years it's like nobody can take that away so if for some reason you may miss the invitation to come on over to landscurve.com you'll figure it out or You'll bump into it eventually. Maybe somebody that you know will send you something. Say, hey, I remember that guy. Let me check this out. And then you'll be back to the whole world of what we do. There's a time when nobody knew me. There's a time when I didn't even know how to turn a computer on. And you all, pretty much most of you are still around. Everybody's not under 21 years old, you know. Um, but there were those of you who were there and we discovered each other. We vibed, you know, we loved, we hated. And you know moved on and stayed around and life takes over and that's the way it is it's a beautiful thing that cycle so for me I'm starting all over again and I don't feel any stress that way I'm just enthusiastic for total independence that is something that really I mean I can play the music I want I can put on there we can say what we want you don't understand that that's a big part of the brain that doesn't have to focus on I can't say this I can't say that I need to, you're free, you're free. And I'm up here in Africa, in Ghana, on top of this rooftop with this beautiful sun on me, and I'm free. So I was free from America once I left, but there were things that were still trying to hold on to me that I knew about, that recently I just let go. That's part of the metamorphosis, that's part of advancing, that's part of the ascension that you get rid of the old strongholds that whether you knew they were there or you didn't know they were there and there were some on me that I didn't know were there in what I do here online but I'm free now I'm free of a thumbs down I'm free of a bad comment or, or just some report reporting you for this report me now to who, who are you going to report me to? landscurve.com who are you going to report me to right that being said because I've gotten to this place in my heart not only with that but a lot of other things I'm not focusing all the time not that I did before but the pink parasite is diminishing in my world they're there we always must be prepared we always have to keep our missiles pointed in their direction just like they, they have theirs pointed in our direction but whatever's going to happen is going to happen and I'm prepared for what can happen. Now that I'm prepared for what can happen, I'm ready to live life even more so. 
After this video, I'm going to take a walk down by the market and pick up some mangoes and kind of tool around. And I really feel free. I feel like that kid, that child, that youngster, that person who's in elementary school or middle school, junior high school, or even high school, but it's sweeter when you're in elementary school, first through sixth grade. Say you're a second or third grader, and it's the last day of school before the summer vacation, and you leave out of the school. You love your friends, you love learning. You're gonna see them back again in the next grade, but it's like, wow, I'm free. Well, take that feeling and amplify it countless times over, and that's how I feel right now. That being said, I know this is something on a spiritual level where there's more to it than meets the eye. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about energy and energies that don't want to let go. When it's time for you to call it quits and break up with the demons that are in an intimate relationship with you, they take the breakup really hard. They don't want to break up. You've given them energy for so many years and it's hard for them to let go. I'm speaking in a very symbolic term now. Like when we say our inner demons. I'm not saying I have inner demons and compulsions and things that I'm talking about those entities and energies that you've walked alongside with in your journey that you're now ready to say, hey, this is my journey. I claim this all on my own. Go where you need to go. And in your mind, you're saying, don't follow me. Don't follow me. We've gone as far as we possibly can together. And it's time for me to happily move on because you've become quite a weight in my life. And like I always say, you don't have to babysit anybody's hangups. And we can see that in people that we can physically see. But what about the energies around us that we don't see that are hitching a ride on our shoulders, weighing us down, making us think that we are that heavy and we get tired from pulling their weight but we don't know that we give them a piggyback ride or a few ride on our shoulders like when you do a child when you're in a, in an outdoor concert and they're so short they can't see so you put them up over your shoulders now they're higher than you and can see everything that you see this is what we're doing with different energies in our life that we're not aware of so I have consciously searched within to sharpen my blade to hone myself, to make myself lighter, to throw away the useless cargo that has been flying in my plane and making it way down, burning gas that might keep me away from getting to shore. Speaking very abstract, if you don't know, you say, this guy's crazy, I don't know what he's talking about. But we're free flowing here, and I hope you can hear me, because the wind's a little better, but it's still there. But that being said, once I've come to that place, I almost felt spent. Again, like I say, when you're a little girl, little boy, and you come home from school with a heavy knapsack, and you're playing with your friends as you walk home, it's a heavy knapsack full of books. This might be a Friday where you have to study over the weekend, and you have to bring your books home. You can't leave them in class. And when you get home and you throw down the book bag on the bed, or on the kitchen table, down on the table, or put it down on the chair or the floor, you realize like, whoa, my shoulder was kind of sore and it was weighing down on me. Those books were heavy. And you realize those books were heavy. And I realize the symbolic books that I've been carrying around, different pieces of energies that I didn't need to carry around. 
that boy not that I'm tired physically and we'll get to that part too but I was worn down and felt spent on something I didn't need to be hauling around imagine how light it is to live where you only have to pull your own weight you don't have to pull the weight of anyone else any responsibilities any any entities out there that are hitching a ride you have cut them off this is like me now right I have pulled the plug on my internet so that those who are piggybacking on me they can't get it no more I do that every now and then but I have a passcode and everything but I sometimes get a little paranoid um, but you will feel spent because you exerted energy that you didn't have to and you're laying there saying, man, why am I a little more fatigued? You sleep an extra hour or two. Even after you got rid of these energies around you, you're still going to feel the weight of carrying them around. But you don't do it anymore. And then you realize how heavy it was. And it's like, okay, whew, let me rest. Let, let me recalibrate. Let me recharge. And you find that you're recharging faster. Because you don't have to recharge to accommodate their weight in your life. It could be people, frenemies enemies people who are just lost and who find themselves hitching on to you with without maybe any evil kind of intention but they're still draining you down you know energies like that now they're gone now you're free and now your body is going through changes i don't have to carry this weight anymore but look you were pulling them around so much now you're a little extra tired it's okay take that extra hour of sleep two hours of sleep three hours of sleep take it let it happen to you when your body calls out to you it's not just a physical thing it can also be a spiritual thing your body been put through so much because of the spiritual ride and the spiritual battles that you've been through and the spiritual tug of wars that you didn't realize that you were going through that you find yourself getting up feeling a little beat even though you got your rest and you, in the back of your mind, it's not logical, it's logical but you're saying, I want to just lay back down for the next five hours. Well, you know what? Do it. And after five hours are done, and you get up and go to the bathroom, get something to eat, and I want to lay down two more hours. Do it. This is an incubation period for the rest of your life. That you've hit a new level. And you're like a little baby that's growing fast. And all they can do is suck nutrition, rest, go to the bathroom, wake up a little bit, and repeat the process this is an incubation period when you find yourself sleeping more after getting rid of these energies that don't want to leave you because they were leeches on you and you housed them you accommodated them that's like the person who came to you and said they don't have a place to live and it wasn't a tragedy where it was like a fire or or something happened or it was a, a immediate breakup a violent breakup of some woman who was beat by this man and she just had to flee and she had nothing those are the people that you say okay stay as long as you want but these other entities are like and these energies these spiritual energies are like that person who by their own hand they messed up and made bad decisions in their life that they didn't want to listen to wisdom they were working a good job and got good money but wanted to just buy luxury items and party and, and chase the opposite sex and you know buy all the make their wardrobe something so expensive and you're like listen something may happen I'm not saying to not live the way you want to live but put some aside and a catastrophe happens and it's usually more than one when these things happen 
you have a death, you lose a job, you find out you have some kind of illness, and it's like, whoa, all of these things hitting me. And now you're inside this person's home for a time. And you have to face yourself. There are things you can do. There's a job here, there's a job there. It may not be up to your liking, but you're supposed to take that job and help that person who allowed you to come in. But you're arrogant. You're still thinking the same way you used to. That that's below you. Well, after a while, you're going to get thrown out. Because if you are not willing to improve your situation and do what it is that you need to do, then you're opening the door for more disaster to come. Me, I always keep myself grounded. Like I said, it's not about a money thing. But if someone says, oh boy, Lance, do you know anybody who can come in every day and clean my four toilets? I need somebody to clean my four toilets. Now, it's not going to happen that way, right? And I'm going to pay the maximum amount of money, no matter what it is. I'm like, listen, tomorrow I'm free at this particular hour. I'll come and do it. And the money could be chump change. I might not even use it for myself. I might give it to someone who needs it. But the main thing, my spirit was open and humble where I didn't turn down an opportunity, not just for money, but to show the creator, to show the one who made me, to show the system that I'm not too big-headed and full of myself. I'm humble and I'm gonna keep myself humble. I'm gonna keep myself as a servant. I'm gonna keep myself looking to be an open vessel that as I get in and receive good, that I can give good, but I'm not gonna give good to somebody who doesn't deserve it. We're not gonna invest that way because that investment to further those bad decisions in other people's lives, the karma of it will come back to visit you. I only invest in winners. And to be a winner, you don't have to have a mansion. To be a winner, you don't have to be one who have several cars or status in the world. To be a winner, you have to be willing to do what it takes to achieve various goals. You can be a winner and right now the folks can look at you like a bum in the street. But I can spot the winner. I'm like that one right there. He's going to make it or she's going to make it. I'll invest in them. It doesn't always mean invest in money, but it can be the time to take the vibe with them to motivate them and keep them motivated. And maybe you will throw them a few bucks. Because this is the world we live in. But I'm not investing in those types of energies. And because now I have a deeper sense of peace. Me being one who does lots of social media, and I'm known that way, right? Many of you are here because you know me that way. It is a happily weird feeling to not feel the stress on me after the last two-week ban that will be for another week and a half. It's like, do I really have to come back? I got my own thing. Let them find me. I want to say I want to thank you all for your support on Patreon. It's not what other people get, but thanks for the love. And I'll say a dollar. That's all. Let me know you're there. That'll help keep things rolling independently like they are now. But there's no pressure. So now let's get to the dream that I had last night. Which was very symbolic for me. Let me just take a look at the time. I'm in no rush, but I just want to be aware of the time because for some reason, time just seems to fly for me. Well, I had a really deep conversation and I'll keep it private with who. And we spoke deep about many different things. 
And I learned from this conversation so much about me and about others, but really about me. I, I take everything that I hear about, in, in general, what, what we should do to improve ourselves, but it may apply to symbolically this person or that person. But I don't say, well, it's that person, it ain't me, or it's this person and it's not me. I submit to all those checks. If I bring my car to a shop and I just had it tuned up, new transmission, engine overhaul, everything, and it's next to a car that is in bad shape, I'm still gonna ask the mechanic, just, just look at what I have, just make sure. I'm not gonna get arrogant and say, well, you know, I just had my stuff, my, my car's better than theirs. No, I'm always submitting to the standard. That's what keeps me afloat. No matter what I say, no matter how I act or whatever on the shows, act crazy sometimes. This guy has no sense. He's talking on his head. I do that sometimes. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm not a professional, but I'm a comedian. But I'm not stupid. I see and I know what's around me, right? So, this dream, I went to bed not early, but not the super late way that I usually do. So I slept till, because I wanted to. Because of me getting rid of these energies around me, I was sleeping more. So I said, well, this week that comes in, I know my body's going to be all over the place. I might stay up late. I might eat less. I've been eating less. I just haven't had the desire to eat as much. So I said, okay, I submit to the universe. Let me let it flow where it goes. Let it find its own level. And um, even the, not pressure, but urgency to put up so much content, some people put up stuff once a week or two, every three days. I put up two or three things a day. I said, okay. Putting up two things a day is like bare minimum for me. Bare minimum. I love coming on the rooftop. We're always going to get that unless it's raining out here, right? So there's no pressure, no kind of way for me. And I feel that feeling of being spent because I, I cleared off all this toxic stuff. Put it this way, here's another analogy I haven't used in a long time. I have my own little thing, ways of thinking. You go into a room, and the room looks clean. You look everywhere, you know it's a little dusty in there, but you just can't see it. You're breathing okay, you can let it go and not dust it or clean it or sweep it, and people wouldn't notice. But you begin to dust and wipe down uh, things that are higher, as dust falls and you come down lower, you start sweeping and you start sweeping, you got the windows open and you realize that there's all of this dust. You realize that it's like so much in that room. It's making you cough, it's making you sneeze, it's making your eyes water up. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? It didn't look like there was that much dust, but there was. It wasn't stirred up. So when we deal with people around us, they give us the certain face of being so sociable, being so kind and portraying one who has so much integrity and kindness. When you stir them up, you realize what's laying low, undetected, hidden from plain view, hidden from plain sight. Again, how many people do you have around you that are like that? That when you stir them up, they're gonna cause you to symbolically sneeze and cough and your eyes water because 
what they have inside of them is so unfavorable right so for me this dream meant a lot and I'll tell you I was it's very abstract now right so we have to look past the fact that we have these abstract things we say it doesn't make sense look past those things and look deeper I have an old co-worker we got along very well in one of my jobs but he was a gossip and he had no uh, no allegiance to anybody when it came to the gossip you'd leave from him and I'll say in a way he wasn't venomous he was just a little gossip but he didn't have evil in his heart he was a kind man but he couldn't help himself even though gossip is not good I'm not saying it was a good thing when he did it it was just that I guess he was lonely and I guess I don't know there's no excuse for it but he would just say things and he, there were certain things he didn't say let's put it that way he didn't cross a certain line but if somebody was talking about you behind your back he's there he's not gonna stand up for you he'd laugh along whatever but the same thing would go about them so we knew to deal with him but I know he had a lot of frustrations in his personal life and I don't think he was venomous toward anybody but I know he yearned for a certain status that other people had in their relationships but that's too much it was just him so now I'm in my old house in New York City the one I grew up in in Richmond Hill Queens 134th Street and for some reason I, I am who I am now but I'm back there right and so my wife was peripheral, was someone that I didn't see clearly. So that wasn't really as important. It wasn't Mrs. Skurve, it wasn't an ex-wife, it just it was a person who was holding the place as my wife. Because I, I could see them standing next to me, but I couldn't see them clearly. And my ex-co-worker was in front of me. And I kind of ended up in this dream and learned the specifics of what it was. He had a security guard outfit on, right? And um I told him, because evidently I came into the dream after he disrespected my symbolic wife, whoever that was. That was a placeholder. It didn't matter. That was my wife. So I'm telling him, you disrespected her. I can't have you here anymore working. Now, this is a regular little home and he's a security guard. What is he securing? What, what, what is he? It was weird to me. But that's the abstract part. I'll tell you what it represented as we go on. So he got angry and said something to me to me with a certain look on his face. And, and then I'm like, well, listen, if it's like that, you need to pack your stuff and you need to get up out of here now. Because evidently he lived there or I afforded him a space there somewhere in that house. And he was working as a security guard. Very abstract. He really got mad. He came at me and put his hand around my throat. And I know I caught him with a right hook and I leaned into it with my leg and it knocked him down. This is a much bigger guy than me. He's not a bigger guy where he's big and muscular, but a big guy with the weight. He had fat on him, but he was big. He didn't even have a body beautiful kind of thing. He's just a big guy, awkward guy to tussle with. So me and him are tussling now. And so I told my symbolic wife to step back. And my goal was to get him out of the house wouldn't you know 
that would appear to be in real time as far as the clock being awake that whole dream was me fighting him kicking him kicking him in the balls elbowing him trying to dig his eyes out because right now i'm not sitting here trying to show how good i can box if anybody put their hands on me you're gonna be hurt that's my mentality now so we were rolling around on the ground his shirts ripped off my shirts ripped off blood both of us and it was hard getting him to that front door and getting him out which it wasn't over I eventually fight was fighting him his his goal was to get inside that house he was not leaving the situation if it was a woman I'd say he was or had the mentality of the singer Jennifer Holiday. It was like this demon was saying, and I am telling you, I'm not going. <laughs> we were in the street, people were around, trying to break us up, and I said, no, don't break us up. This is my battle, I gotta fight this. That made me think after I woke up why I said that. So we ended up at the front door, we ended up back inside the house, and I wasn't quitting. Guess what? This is a dream. I got up to go take a leak. Thought about the dream. I said, what kind of dream was that? Checked my emails on the phone. I didn't wake up all the way, but I said, let me take a peek because there's a lot of activity going on now that I need to check and I'm not on the East Coast of America's um, time zone anymore. So I started to doze off again. Went right back into the daggone dream. This guy was trying to fight me. I'm trying to fight and I was conscious of it, slipping into it. I'm going back into this dream? Because when I was in it at first, I didn't realize it was a dream until I woke up. But then as I started sliding back into it, the bit of consciousness that I had of being awake, it was like I knew I was slipping back into this dream. And now when I went full into the dream, it wasn't a dream no more. So I continued this dream. I was already dreaming for a long time this dream. I looked at the time. I woke up again, I drank a lot, not alcohol, I don't do alcohol. When I woke up to take a leak again, it was actually three hours later, three real hours later. They say dreams can be fleeting, but what kind of, I'll say it, demonic dream was this? That now because of my chance of seeing the time when I took the first leak and the second leak, that three hours went by and I was still tired. I go back into the dream a second time. I was in it the first time, went back in it the first time, and come back again and went back in it for a third segment, going back into it from being awake partially a second time. What the heck was this? I know I eventually defeated this demon. I don't quite remember it was fuzzy, but I remember laying there exhausted and he was gone. Why didn't he want to go? Why was it the house that I grew up in? I had questions as I laid there this morning and woke up and I woke up late. I didn't mind. This weekend, I'm gonna get my rest and flow. I'm gonna get a lot of sleep, I'm gonna lay around. Sometimes I'm gonna do nothing because I'm free now. Free of YouTube and their demands and jumping through their hoops and all that craziness, which means more good content and artwork. So as I laid there, I said to myself, okay, I reasoned with myself. 
And I understood that the reason why the dream took place in the house that I grew up in is because these were energies around me from a long time ago. I'm not going to say demonic forces. I'm just going to say my own hang-ups, my own idiosyncrasies, my own things that I had to get rid of, that I got rid of, but it didn't want to let go. And this dream was a way of maybe a self-cleansing or not just a call to action because the action of cleansing has already taken place, but just a way of being aware that you're on a new level. You got rid of these demons. You got rid of these things that you did. I'm not going to just say anything on the external because the external only holds power over you if you're not equipped internally to defend yourself and to realize what it is. So that was very symbolic. So he didn't want to leave. These old habits, these old way of seeing things, these old drives, these old aspirations are gone now from me. The aspiration or the goal of the state of mind of being a people pleaser, always putting everybody ahead of myself, which I'm always gonna treat my good people in my inner circle. I'm gonna treat them like queens and kings, always. But the secondary people who see that you're too nice, you're too nice and they put their hooks in you and you're subsidizing things in their life to elevate them that have nothing to do with you there's no return for you which I'm not looking always for return from anybody but they're sucking you down for their own purpose no more of that no more of me trying to prove that I'm the hardest working and the this and the that and I'm gonna know if y'all don't know by now you'll never know I have to take that drive and spread it out to other areas that I'm interested in now too. So that's why there's a peace of mind knowing that my platform at landscurve.com you can't touch if you come with something negative. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't have to concern myself with all of those entities that want to destroy and run around and say that this is dead and it will never be this. You can't stop it. You couldn't stop it. You didn't want me to have it in the first place. And some people have been trying so hard. And now I'm stress-free and untouchable. So what you gonna do? <laughs> it's a wonderful place to be in. But it let me know that I have banished certain things from the inside. And I'm gonna constantly repel anything that comes around me, whether it's from the external or a thought that stokes an internal feeling not for a weakness I would say or claim that it's a weakness but it's an opening to get a hold on you to pull you away from what your mission is so now I'm even more focused and like that person who as I always say has their bags packed and they're ready there's a peace of mind that I can truly enjoy the trip of life and the journey of life because my bags are packed. Like I always say, when your bags are not packed and it's the night before this big trip and you're going uh, on a trip or a journey with someone, you're gonna take this flight to another country and you didn't pack your bags and you wake up and realize you fell asleep trying to do so the night before and it's an hour and a half before you're getting picked up. But your bags are not packed. The clothes you're gonna wear, your toothbrush, your underwear, your this, that, all those personal things, they're not ready yet. And they show up an hour ahead and you've been 30 minutes into scrambling and they see you have no bags packed. 
you can you can't really relax that week before you don't have or you haven't prepared yourself so being prepared for this new level and this new intensity and this new endeavor that I'm about to get into I'm relaxed because my bags are packed when your bags are not packed and you're not prepared you ain't ready for nothing especially when your life is in a state of disarray you can act calm and you can reassure others or act as though you're reassuring yourself but you're in denial I don't have to deal with that there have been many who have come at me in such an indirect way 